The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, September 15th, 2017, season 13, episode number 40. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. We're talking Cowboys football. Today we're going to get you guys ready for the Sunday game. Cowboys take on the Denver Broncos in Denver at Mile High. Mile High. Is it Mile High at Invesco at Mile High? Sports Authority Field at Sports Mile High. Sports Authority at Mile High. It was Invesco. Back, Got it. Back in the day. So Sports Authority at uh, Mile High. And the Cowboys will take on the uh, Broncos at 3.35 Central Time this Sunday. We'll get you guys ready for that game. Uh, throughout the show today, we're going to talk a little bit about injuries, let you guys know what we think as far as uh, what players should be playing this weekend and maybe not, uh, and also talk about our inactives list, what we think will happen there. Um, and then I had some questions. I was looking at these two teams and there were some uh, interesting things when you compare what happened last week with each of these teams in their respective games um, and some things that are kind of some trends that you saw in that first game that are going to have to be broken one way or the other this week. And I want to get your opinions on those things. We'll talk about that uh, coming up here as well. So let's start first with injuries. Uh, yesterday on the injury report, Cowboys have Anthony Hitchens, Orlando Skandrick, who were out. Terrence Williams did not practice again. Um and Byron Jones now shows up on the injury report with uh, as a limited participant in practice with a groin injury. Let's start first with Terrence Williams. At this point, is he out of the boot, or is he still in the boot that he was sporting earlier in the week? I I haven't really seen him in the locker room, but as far as on the field, I mean, obviously he's not in the boot. I mean, the, the boot is just something, you know, just to kind of help him as he as he. I mean, it's better to be in it than out, but, I mean, I, I, you don't, like, have to have it to, to walk. So, yeah, he's out of it. Um, for the most part, he's doing some some things at practice, but I mean, we'll see today. Today's the big day for him. He's got to do something, I would imagine. He's not that status of like just sit all week and then play. I wouldn't think. And they um, so they signed Brian Brown to help him get through practice this week. Uh, and Bryce Butler has been working with the first team. Noah Brown's been working with the second team. So. I mean, they're ready if Terrence isn't. I, yeah, I, I don't know. You think he needs to practice today to be ready to go, knowing that he played the whole game on Sunday night with the injury? I, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't expect him to play if he doesn't do anything for three days. I wouldn't. I'd be surprised. But yeah, I mean, I'd still be surprised if he doesn't play at all because he's he walked. I mean, he he went to the locker room after you know after the injury. They looked at it. It wasn't. There's no structural damage. It was just you have a sprained ankle. You have to just fight through it. And he fought through it. I can't imagine seven days later he can't fight through it again. Yeah, and that's why I, I kind of wonder if he really has to do anything in practice. Yeah, well, you, you kind of just say rest him all week. Yeah, give him treatment all week. You get to set Sunday and hopefully yeah, he feels great sense. enough to play. He knows what he's supposed to do, right? That makes sense. Yeah, I kind of waffle on this thing. I was waffling yesterday. I don't have a better feel for it today. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised either way. What about fawful? I fawful every day. Gotcha. Every single day. That's good to know. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's talk about Byron Jones. Yesterday he shows up on the injury report. Is this something that happened in practice, or is this something that lingered from the game that kind of came to a head yesterday? I honestly don't know. because I mean, if a guy doesn't leave the game, then you don't think to right. ask him if he's okay, you know? Um, 
I know the trainers were working on his leg in the early part of practice before team even started. So, you know, I don't get the impression that this is something that happened to him while he was running for a ball or something like that. I think whether whether it happened in Wednesday's practice or during the game, either way, he kind of knew he had some I, soreness there. I asked him yesterday in uh, the locker room if he was all right. He said, yeah, he's fine. I said, well, what do you have? He said, I'm fine. I was like, do you have like an injury? I'm fine. So he was fine. Okay. That's and not till later did they officially come out and say it was a groin injury, but he he's I mean he wasn't even revealing what it was, so he's he's probably gonna be playing. That's football players right there. That's the training staff that's got after him already and said, you know, said don't don't say anything. You you're fine. You don't need to be talking about it through the media. So he didn't. So And at this point, I mean it's a it's a groin injury, but I guess it sounds like from listening to you guys you don't expect that this is something that's going to hold him out of the game Sunday. I don't get the impression it is, no. Like I said, I mean, they were working on it before practice even started, which, you know, but he was suited up and participating and stuff, which leads me to believe that it's yeah. minor. But, you know, but I always want to give it both sides of the argument. I, this was very similar to what happened to Tyron around this time last year, and it was like, well, you know, you know they want to be precautionary with it, and – I don't think it's a big deal. He was limited. He did this. He did that. And then he sat out of the Bears game, which was a shocker to me, at least. Um, so and, and I'm, I don't know for sure what's going on with Byron, but I think it's good to to see both sides of that argument, which is that I don't get the impression this is serious and I would guess he's going to play, but he's on the injury report. So that's always something worth keeping. Would you assume that if he wasn't going to play, the Cowboys would have to make a move because they only have four. Uh, safeties that they have on the active roster right now. And I know we talk about Cheetah Bay being able to possibly swap back over there, but there's a chance that Orlando doesn't play this week, which means you're one down on, on cornerbacks as well. Do you think they would need an extra body uh, to go into that game? Or you think they're cool with three safeties and then the, the bevy of corners that they have? Yeah, I think they'd be fine. Cheeto can play some safety in a pinch. I know he hasn't done it, but he can do that. And you've got you've got Ben Wicker. He has an extra corner. I think they could probably make it through this game. Okay. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about the inactives. Um, I'll start first with a couple guys that, that I think we feel pretty comfortable will be on the in, on the inactives list, mainly because either they were on it last week and nothing has changed at their position or because of injury. So let's Anthony Hitchens, Orlando Skandrick, Jonathan Cooper, Cooper Rush, Darren McFadden. We all agree on those five? Yes. Nick? I mean, that's this is radio. You got to speak That's up. probably the, the way it's going to be. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and say I agree with it, but that's probably, I, I, yeah. yeah, I didn't ask if you agree with it. I said, do we expect that that's going to be the way it is? I guess so, yeah. All right, Amber? Yeah. Okay, good. So the the last two he spots. Might average one yard this week. I'm sorry? He can, he might average one yard. Morris. I mean, yeah, Nick Nick doesn't like the run. So why, why, don't, we, why don't we just detour a little I mean, bit? He, Nick is so, working so hard to detour this thing. I'm let's just, just saying, detour, and let's just say, okay, speak your piece no, on I'm the right, whole yeah. on the backup running back spot. They like Alfred Morris because he's a good guy, and he works hard, and he doesn't get hurt. So they, they go for him and his one-yard average, and they're going with a clearly better football player that they're putting on the bench, probably because they're mad at him because he missed a few blocks and mad at him because of what happened last year. What happened last year? Well, that he got some kind of injury. Oh, okay. Him, yeah, you yeah. yeah. I mean? Do you really think he's a clearly bad? Because I don't think. I mean, you, you can don't split, think he's you mad can at split them? hair. You can split hairs and say is. and say, yeah, he does some things better than Alfred Morris. But when you look at him holistically as running backs and look at their careers, I don't know. It's a that's a clear difference. It's in running the back. epitome of splitting hairs. Yeah. I, All right. 
I don't think. Raisin. I mean, make your argument. No, I just think that if you had to start, if you're on the starting running back, then you've got a really good argument there. Because then you got a guy that that's that's done it for. He's he's a little bit younger. He's a little bit more productive, but he's not as explosive. But if you got a guy that's a backup. Number two role that can come into the situation, and he's been proven that he is a good player to come in and and work. You know, he can split carries, and he's done it his whole career. I think that he's a much he's a more explosive player too. He is a better guy for what you need to come into the third quarter, but, third series and just make a difference. When's the last time we've seen that level of explosion though? Because he he didn't play all last year. I don't know that he was better in the preseason this year than Alfred Morris. I didn't see that kind of explosion that, that that you say. So how do we know that's still the same guy that he was at one point in his career? Because you're right, at one point in his career, he was he was a very explosive yeah. back. I don't know. I don't know if he's still that guy. I think he, in the preseason, I thought he was better, but I no one else seems to think so. I didn't think so. Well, I mean, never forget Nick's college team of choice. That's well, I don't want to. I don't want to put him out there like that. That's, you, that's actually you got a lot of those guys. Too. I'm kidding. Uh, I know I mean, you are. I'm not trying to bring Felix back. So I mean, I, I don't. Maybe you are. You no, no, I'm not well, trying to be Peyton Hillis into the situation. I, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> what happened to him? I don't know. Got on Madden, Co- and, cover Madden and then that career went downhill. Yeah. yeah, I just think for this role, it's it's it doesn't make any sense. He comes in. You, you want you got the best running back in the NFL. He comes off the field. You want some kind of like somebody to come in here and like help the situation. And it's just like night and day difference between Alfred Morris and Zeke. And I don't think. It would be as much of a drop off if you come in and you bring in a guy that can, that I mean, he can at least hit the hole. And if you're going to play Morris, play. Don't run these like off tackle plays that take four days to get there. That's not to me. That's not his thing. He yeah. needs to get hit the hole quickly and then do some things. You know, jitterbug type. And maybe thing. that's it. Maybe maybe the, maybe, maybe the it's, runs. It's, yeah, it's what they're doing with him. I don't feel like it. he's that guy that can like wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, hit it. I think he's more just get it. I don't disagree, but I just think it's negligible when you consider the number of touches involved. I, th- I mean, but five. we're talking about the seven. We're talking about the bottom of the of the roster because that's what I know what we were talking about. Yeah, we're all right. About I should have just said, yeah, I agree. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> well, thanks for the last five minutes. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, that's okay. talk though. That was good. All right, so so the next one I would talk about would be one of these two, either Noah Brown or Terrence Williams. You guys agree there? Yes. And who are you thinking right now, if you had to guess, I know we said there's a possibility. If you had to guess your best estimation, what would you say is who's going to be an actor there? On Friday morning, I think it'll be Noah Brown. But talk to me on Sunday. Inactive. Inactive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Inactive. Yeah. So do you think Terrence will play? Right now, yes. Okay. All right. And then for the final spot, um, you kind of, I think you kind of are between two people, Ben Wickery and Jay Elliott. Is there somebody else you guys think falls into that category of someone that you would make inactive or one of those two? Not after the night Charles Tapper had. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Tapper. I, I don't think it would be Elliott. Okay. So I mean, I, I know he didn't play, but I still think that you need I, – I, I think that you need that many linebackers to be in uniform. So How I, about Ben Wickery? We just, Do you really, though? I mean, let's think about that for a second. Five second. linebackers? Is that what they had? Yes. Or, no, six. Yeah, I yeah it was but six. wouldn't Elliott one of them? Yes, yes, yeah. but he didn't. So play. could you go with five on a team where you go nickel a lot? Uh, no, I, I don't think you can go five. I really don't. Not not when you when you weigh in all the situations. I I, I love Sean Lee, but he's still he's still injury prone. Wait, hold on, hold on. 
They've got seven linebackers on the roster, including Hitchens, right? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. Uh, you got Durant, Jalen Smith. I, I just, I don't, I mean, Wilbur, they don't even like to play Wilbur that much other than just outside linebacker uh, or be just Sam. I, I would go with six. I don't, I don't like that. Just having five. Okay. I'm surprised he didn't play. He may not have been as ready as they thought he would be, but I, w- I would think they'd get him up to speed. Today. So you think Ben Wickery is the guy? Well, or is there another person Jordan, that, that maybe I'm You already got here? Jordan Lewis? No, I did not. I assume Jordan Lewis would play this week. I guess think Jordan Lewis will be inactive. I think he'll play. I So so he plays for Scandry, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. We still need one more. Yeah. So they did have two corners last week and I, Lewis and Ben Wickery. You said Cooper? I did say Cooper. Then you I, think Amber? Over the list again. Real quick. All right, so what we have so far is Hitchens, Scandrick, Cooper, and Cooper, um, <laughs> Darren McFadden, and Noah Brown. So we need one more between presumably Ben Wickery or Elliott or some other guy that, that again I'm not thinking about. I I I'll throw Ben Wickery. I I say him. I mean, like I said, you only have to give up your pick if you don't play him, and you've got Cheeto and Lewis both practicing full this week. So I would probably sit him. I would go with that one as well. Just because, I mean, I think they they did just fine last week, you know, with the way they kind of had it there. And, you know, I talked to Skandrick yesterday, and you know how we've discussed how sometimes certain players can go ahead and play with some kind of protection in their hand. He told me that he didn't feel any pain at all. Now, I don't know if he's under some kind of medication or any of that, but... According to him, the only time he felt really a lot of pain was right after the game when he got home. Mm -hmm. But since then, he's like, no, I don't feel any pain. But he said he still had to get his stitches out. Right. So sometimes then he gets to that point. Like, it doesn't matter if it hurts or not. You know, it doesn't mean you can still play. Right. Yeah, that's that's you do risk. I mean, when you have stitches, there's a chance you risk. That those stitches reopen, right? I mean, and he showed me his hand. He's like, "Look, no, I don't feel pain." But has he tackled okay. anyone? I mean, like that, that seems right. weird to just say, "I don't feel." Or anything. bang it against That's, the helmet, bang it right. against shoulder pads, bang it against the ball. First I mean, there's, play of the game, yeah. you're gonna have a lot more. I mean, it's, it's interesting that you don't feel pain, but but I, would you feel pain if you're gonna get if you're gonna try to tackle someone? But even then, if you don't feel pain, you can still open up that wound and right. you know hurt yourself. Even I, I I don't know, like I. I just don't see him him playing this week, but they're not ruling him out. And he has that poker face that you, you just never know what he's really thinking. Or you feeling. could you couldn't read his face. I can't, I know not this <laughs> Tried, one. He has a poker face. Yeah. All right. So uh, so I guess are we are we concluding that Ben Wickery is probably the guy? I would go with him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's your seven that we think will be inactive: Hitchens, Skandrick, Jonathan Cooper. Uh, Cooper Rush, Darren McFadden, Noah Brown, and Benet Benwickery. Make sure you check out the pregame show because I'm sure from the sideline we'll have more information on that before the game. So, I, Honestly, I think I would go with, with Benwickery to play, and I think I would sit Xavier Woods. You've been An wanting to watch safety. him playing since last week. Even knowing that, even knowing that your starter has a groin, yeah, even if he can fine. play. I think he's fine. I, I mean, I, I really am not concerned about about the Byron Jones situation. I just think that I would be more concerned about Cheeto playing corner, Jordan Lewis playing corner, 
and and maybe I would I'd rather see a guy that's that's a little bit more veteran experience. And so then if you need to get into a situation to play safeties, and then maybe Cheeto could play that. You know, he could play in there. I, I just I mean, you're talking about some rookies that have never played in the NFL, and then they're going to play up there in the altitude. I mean, I just although. One of them is played. Well, I'm not now. talking about Cheeto. I'm not. Ta- I'm talking about like Xavier Woods and like Jordan you. Lewis and that kind of stuff. So I would rather see Ben Wickery in this game. And then if you get into a, a pinch, I, I mean, I don't know why you got to play the fourth fourth safety there. I think if Cheeto can do some things like that, then he could be your fourth safety. It rarely comes down to needing him to play safety. I don't How much know. did he play last week? How much did he play safety last week? Xavier Woods. Woods. I don't think he played. Donut. I don't think he, played, he didn't play safety. He played special special teams, right? Yeah. And he's a good special teams player. So, we'll see. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. But I, I think Dave said it last week about Ben Wickery. If you don't play him, you don't give up a draft pick. So, you're only playing him if you if you really need him. Right. So, you just kind of hold him and see what happens. And if you need him a certain week, you got him. If not, then take your chances. Right. They'll hold veterans. They'll, they'll sit some – I mean, they don't care about that part. You know, they sat Morris last year. And they sent McFadden and Ben Wickery. I mean, they don't they don't really care about that stuff, which is good. You really shouldn't care about feelings about that. Yeah. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, uh, I want to jump into some of these questions I have for these guys that will help us uh, give a good opinion on what we think is going to happen this Sunday. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. It's bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst froze deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice cold Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Great Rider! You like the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Great Rider! When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Pick up an ice cold 20 ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. The one you crave. 
I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com slash cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back we're in segment two of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star talking about cowboys versus broncos i have some questions for you guys let's go so here's what i'm gonna do i saw i was looking at the two different uh teams and what they did last week against their opponents um and i saw some things that that kind of were um similar between the two teams that they can't continue that that whatever trend was started last week can't continue this week for both teams. So I'm going to point out some of those things and I want to get from you guys. I'm going to ask you a question that will get you to tell me whether you think uh, which team's trend will continue versus the other. Does that all make sense? Mm-mm. You'll make it'll make sense. I think I can pick it, right? pick it up. So here's what we're thinking. First one we're going to throw out. Uh, Trevor Simeon last week was sacked four times by the Chargers. Last week, Dallas sacked Eli three times. Um, this week, Dallas will sack Trevor Simeon. Four or more times, or three or less times? Three or less. Or less. I agree. Three or less. Why? Because they do not have two first-round defensive ends rushing the passer like the Chargers did. Chargers have some elite pass rushers, and the Cowboys really don't have that. So you don't believe in what the Cowboys were able to do last week? You think that was more about the Giants' offensive line? Yeah, I I mean, I definitely think that was about the Giants' offensive line. And let's be honest, it was four sacks. Should have been four right, sacks. I agree. That was her prediction, and they only counted it as three. But the officials should have come down and changed that play at the end. Is this offensive line appreciably better than the Giants? I don't know about appreciably. They're better, but it's yeah, they're better. Although it's Ron Leary's probably not going to play. Yeah, right? they, they've had they have issues. Right, they they definitely have some issues too. But I don't think it's like to the level of the Giants. I think they'll patch it up. But I I just don't see the Cowboys getting. I mean, three would be another good day. Three would be a great yeah. Game. yeah. I, I don't see it being over, I mean, over four. Three a game is forty-eight for a season, which would put you at or near the top of the league. Yeah. So right now, I think they're roughly around. I would guess around ten to fifteen in the league, or maybe maybe a little less, maybe eight to ten. Yeah. In the league, because there were a couple teams that had much better. Like I know that one team had six last week. A couple had five. So yeah, J- Jacksonville had seven. Right. Was it seven? I thought it was six. I think seven. Blaze Campbell had four. Um, nice. Wow. Th- th- more than three is an amazing day. I need to see it from these guys more than once to think that they can do that. On I don't know. The Demarcus Lawrence does have the belt. He does. He does. He does have the belt. I think even if they don't get as many sacks, I think they'll still be able to really put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And one thing I did notice last week in watching that game, Trevor Simeon, as as do a lot of quarterbacks in the league, so not trying to just single him out, but – you get pressure on him, he gets really erratic. Like he he's quick to try to just get rid of the ball once that pressure starts coming. And really you get pressure on him one play, it affects him the next play as well, it seems like. So um, so pressure, I think, will be a big deal for this particular game. They'll need to get some good pressure on him consistently. Can I pause the game real quick since sure, you're talking absolutely. about pressure? You've detoured us once today. Might okay, I'll make do it, it again twice. then. Wow, Deshaun Watson. Wow. I mean, like – that run, but is that just, Vince why you like I mean, yes, Vince but Young but like? not even that. Just just the whole game. I mean, just just kind of coming in there and he. I mean, he looks like I, I don't even know why. After you watch the national championship game, like why did teams even doubt on him at all? 
Like, I but did you see? Really, twelfth was he twelfth overall? Eleventh? I thought he was more. Uh, the Mahomes went tenth, and then the Texans traded up to like yeah, what fourteenth or something? Something like that. But I mean, he just even though you're talking about like the pressure coming at him, like there were times he looked rattled, but still, when you have the ability to kind of escape from that and and keep your eyes downfield, sometimes he made some throws. Sometimes he just took off and. And, and ran like the touchdown. I mean, you always love the back stiff arm. Like, just from the back, I'm just going to keep running and just knock people down. He was supposed to get a first down, and he says, ah, I'm just going to go for the touchdown. Yeah. It took him 12th overall. 12th. Thank yep. you. It was a great out. run. It really was a great run. I mean, you, but you can just tell, like, I mean, he seems, I know he wears the same number all the time, but it just seems Dak-like, even though he's a little bit more athletic than Dak, he just seems Dak-like in that it, it doesn't matter what it looked like in practice, whatever, he's going to come in there and – He's going to, I mean, that's the quarterback of the future. I mean, future is now. For, I mean, there's no turning back, right? I, well, I mean, to you what? Think, I mean, you wouldn't think they'd go back to another quarterback at this point. They need to get on the phone with Dwayne Brown because yeah. their offensive line is It not is. Good. Yeah. They, and that's the problem for him. I know people try to keep comparing him to Dak, but I tell my friends in Houston, like, the problem still is he doesn't have the supporting cast around yeah. him that Dak did. That's what made Dak so successful in his rookie year. I'm not taking anything away from Dak, but it is hard to play quarterback as a rookie. But when you have a great offensive line, not just a good offensive, a great yeah. offensive line, a really great running game, yep. and receiving weapons, and a good tight end. Like last night, <laughs> the Texans were down to one tight end, and it was a practice squad guy. So usually a quarterback has a tight end that he can just kind of dump it off to. He didn't even have that last yeah. night. So there are a lot of differences between what Dak was facing last year and what Deshaun Watson will be facing this year. Yeah, give, give him some help around him. But, man, he looks really good. I mean, I know it was one game, but he, he's, he's looked good even before that, though. Yeah. All right, um, back, to the qu- back to the game. Let's go to question number two. Dak Prescott sack, was sacked one time uh, last week against the Giants. Denver had one sack versus Phillip Rivers. Uh, Dak will be sacked in this game more than one time or zero to one time? More than one. Yeah, more two. Uh, but two. I don't, you know, I mean, I don't think he's going down five or six times. But six Yeah, I, I, it's hard to think just, just the one. Um, yeah, uh, we'll, go with, we'll go with more than one. How does Dallas slow that pass rush? What do they need to do? Well, run the ball on them. I mean, r- run the ball on on first down, second down. I mean, you don't have to run it all the time, but but when you do run the ball, get four or five yards, get some big chunk plays, like s- keep them out of third and third and eight, third and nine, and then sometimes, I mean, you know, just keep the under underneath short route. I think Cole Beasley's going to have a big game. I really do. I I feel like he's he's going to work the underneath stuff. They try to blitz. They're they're going to rush. I think I think Beasley's the type of guy. And, and maybe Switzer, if he gets involved too, I think your underneath stuff is really going to help move the chains here. Maybe tight ends involved, but you know, get the ball out quick and and get it to those underneath guys and let them go make plays. I think Beasley will have a big game. Since he's your guy, Dave, come Monday, what will we be saying about Lyle Collins? I think we'll be saying Lyle went against two fantastic players in his first two weeks, and all things considered, was far from perfect, but solid. I like. He will – if he doesn't give up a sack to Von Miller, he's going to get flagged. Like, I'm just bracing myself for that right <laughs> now. I mean, he, I mean, and that's not a knock on him. Von yeah. Miller's the best pass rusher in the NFL right now. Um, he's playing at home where, you know, that's going to help Von Miller. Um, but he – the Broncos are obviously playing at home. I think he's got a beneficial environment for him. I think he's going against a guy who's only started one game. Um, 
and I, I'm curious to see if the Cowboys try to give him a lot of help, whether it's with tight ends or running backs. But if they put him out there where it's just him and Vaughn 50 or 60 times, he'll probably lose a few one. of those. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, that's the same thing we've been saying about Lyle for a month now, which is that he's going to have his struggles. He's not a ready-made all-pro, but the arrow is pointing upward, and I think you saw that last week. All right, next question. Uh, Zeke rushed for 104 yards versus the Giants. Denver held uh, the Chargers to 64 yards rushing. Uh, Zeke will rush for 100 or your, more yards this week or less than 100 this week? Over. I think it's over. Going over. North. Yeah. 200? Um, Come on, Nick. Uh, Let's go. 200. But, I mean, I bet he has more all-purpose yards this week than he did last week. Oh, okay. So, we had 140. I'm going to say he has 150. All purpose. Today is Friday. I have to come yeah. up with some crazy prediction. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be happening here in just a little bit. Okay, that's not in the. That's not there. But I'll think of something else. 120 rushing yards for Zeke. 120 rushing. So like better it. than last week's production against the Giants. Yeah. This is not a, as good. A, obviously, as good a rush defense. Right. right? Yes. This is, this is how you have to do it. You just got to make sure that you're not down early. Uh, but still, though, you have to be down like. 21 points or so to really get out of your game plan. I mean, and that's not this offense that no. we're going against. This is not a high-powered offense that's ton that scores a ton of points, right? Parcells used to say that a lot about, you know, the score was prohibitive, we got down. But, I mean, think about it. I mean, even if you get down 17 nothing in the second quarter, what is that? You still just run the ball, get down. You're down by 10 at half, and, you know, things are different. So you're never really out of the game where you have to abandon your offense. I actually think it's the opposite against this team. I think you you have to go in this this game and opposed to what Amber thinks always happens. I think you got to have a really fast start, right? You got to come out with some points because if you can get going there, if you, no, we're not. <laughs> if you can get up, if you can get up fourteen points on this team on this offense to put that kind of pressure on the Denver's on Denver's offense, I think that's a, a way. That's I think that's the best way to beat them because I don't think they have the offense that can score. In bunches like that, yeah, I really don't. And, and then point. hold on the ball. Obviously, you don't want turnovers. You don't want them to be able to get defensive scores. You don't want special team scores. If you put the pressure completely on their offense to be able to score and come back in a game, I think that's the way to beat them. I don't think they have that ability. Yeah. And I think the good thing also is with the Cowboys offensive line going against the their defensive line, Dak has the ability to do so many things that. Either, you know, throw a quick pass or, let's say, run the ball or whatever. Now, he will have to have to be faster than usual because I don't know how long can Lael Collins going to hold off Von Miller there. But even then, what I really like about Dak is his ability to think pretty quickly. And kind of if he doesn't see anyone open, he'll still run, you know. And that would be key to this game i think just his ability to react fast and even run the ball himself because there should be running lanes the way that they they rush the passer they get up feel quick so it should create some running lanes for him in in that scenario so if you if you sense that there's not going to be a guy coming open and you got that running lane open to you at the moment get out there and, and see what you can do and the good thing about Dak too is it's not just about running he can run and get outside the pocket and buy himself time he throws, I think, just as well when he's on the run as he does when he's standing in the pocket. Worth pointing out, too, that um, Jared Crick is having back surgery. He's out. Cricket. Yes. Starting defensive end for the Broncos. That's big. So, when did that come up? Has, that, has he been on the act? Within, the, well, he's been on the injury report, but that was reported within the last hour. So, so he's out for sure. He's out for sure. Uh, Adam Gatsis. 
who played against the Chargers. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, Talk to us about is he is he a young guy, older guy? Gotsis? He's um he's a developmental he's a Denver guy. He's um they drafted him. If they didn't draft him, they developed him. What year? You know, know. Yeah, how long he's been in? No. Okay. Thank you for the reason I was, no the reason like I was that. A, the reason I was asking that is because I was trying to figure out if it's been while, while you've been doing the draft show that you so you could give us some nugget. No, no, I out of college or no, he doesn't. Not. Yeah, he's not on my radar, unfortunately. Crick is a guy that they brought in from Houston, though. Right. Uh, he's a veteran, and he he started the game on Monday and got hurt during it. He was limited early in the week and then they downgrade him and realized it was worse than they thought. So um, that's something to watch, especially when you're talking about, you know, how well the Cowboys might run the ball in this game. And they've been banged up with other guys. I mean, I think Derek Wolf for them is also a guy that's not a hundred percent, but has been having to play. Um, So they, they have some issues. I mean, I remember that guy I was talking about, I don't even know his name, that defensive tackle that they brought off the practice squad. But I mean, that just goes to show that you know that they're signing people from the practice squad. I mean, there's still kind of there's a lot of moving parts there on the defensive line. Probably can expect to see more of Shelby Harris too, which is the guy that blocked that kick to preserve the win on Monday night. So that's what I'm looking for. But I really, for those reasons, and just because I don't think they're that stout against the run, I think you know I I don't think Zeke is going to do like a buck eighty like he did against some teams last year, but. I think he should have a pretty good day. All right, here's our final question. Dallas held the Giants to 35 yards rushing last week. Denver rushed for 140 yards versus the Chargers. Dallas will allow 100 or more yards rushing or less than 100 this week to the Denver Broncos. They will allow 100 as a team, not to one specific rusher, not to C.J. Anderson, but between him and Charles and whatever Simeon can do. You think it'll get up to that 140 range where it was last week with the Chargers? I don't think so. Uh, I don't see that. I think that depends entirely on how the early part of the game goes, like we just said. I mean, the Cowboys want to take – they don't want you running the ball against them. That's how their run defense was so yeah. good last year is that opponents were trying to keep up and were playing from behind. So if Denver jumps out to a 10- or 17-point lead for some reason, then, yeah, they I mean, might flirt with 140. I mean, everything get, the Cowboys do, do – and they've done the last two years is because of their offense, in, in my opinion. I mean, and just like what, what Dave was saying, I mean, yeah, the, the defense did a good job against the run, but it's because the Cowboys put them in that position. I mean, even last week, Chris Jones had a great game because of the offense. If the offense doesn't move the ball to midfield or so and allow him to make that punt to the 10, then he doesn't even have, you know, he doesn't have a, a, the game like that. The, the the Giants were pinned back the entire game. They couldn't do anything yep. because of the running game. You know, it's just like you, the the field was just leaned that way, and you can't do anything that way. So it all starts with getting a few first downs, moving the chains, getting to a comfortable situation where even if you have to punt, you're still playing, you know, Kind of you playing downhill. If the Broncos run for the, that type of yardage again, it's because the offense has really struggled. That's I feel comfortable saying that. All right. Do you guys think the altitude would matter this week? No. 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 Apparently not. I mean, I don't know much about the whole altitude thing, but from the answers I've received from different people that I've asked, it sounds like it shouldn't affect them. You know what? I think it will. Honestly, I think it will because in what way? Uh, well, I know this. Des Bryant has had to leave the field several times in games to go because he's because he's not hydrated right, or he he needs to, or he's too amped up. He, he needs to get you know an IV or something. So I 
I could see it being a problem for for guys like him. Um, yeah, and they, they they've never done it before. They got a, a young team. I think it could could cause a problem. I mean, but I don't know how you would ever equate that. I mean, if they're down fourteen nothing in the first quarter, is that because of that, <laughs> or just because they're they're not playing well, or because Dak has a slow start? I, mean, I looked the different. We don't know. I looked it up before I came on the show. The Broncos are six and two at home in their last two seasons, and one they were nine and seven last year and the year before that. Wait, six and two in their both, last both. two seasons? Yep. Oh, each year. Oh, I got you. I got you. Okay, so they're twelve and four. But they're a really. But they're a good team. They're a really good football team. I wonder. I wonder in years but when they, they are not a good team, what their record looks like at home. I do not know. I did not have time to go back. Although I will, I'll point Found out it. the Broncos have pretty rarely been bad. Yeah. Like really ever. And maybe that's a part of it. Maybe that's it's. Maybe their floor isn't as low as everybody else because they do still have that thing that makes their home games a little bit easier for them relative to everyone else. Maybe it's because they've had Hall of Fame quarterback play for the vast majority of the last 25 years. They don't years. have Hall of Fame quarterback play right now. I'm, but I'm just talking, if you go back, find a season where the Broncos were really bad, you're going to have to go back a while because yeah. you had Elway, you had Manning, even you had a couple years of better Jay Cutler than what we're used to seeing. Yeah. they've had. Well, how long has Manning been gone from there? One year. One year. Just last year was the first year he wasn't the quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, you're longer than your your concept of time is terrible. Like, no, you seriously, think, I, I you thought think I've worked here since '05. No, I, I yeah, it you, seems like you've been here since '98. But um, I there you, you haven't been here since '98. I know <laughs> they lose games at home. All teams lose games everywhere. It's I'm sure it's a hell of a home field advantage that yeah. plus the crowd. But but but, but I wouldn't like to go see those teams that are beating them. Yeah. Uh, I know one of them that has the Chiefs have a knack for being at home. Yeah. A because they're good, and B because they have to play there a lot. And they play yeah. there a lot, so right? You know, yeah. Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, you know, teams like that. That may, you know, may be a little different than someone that's just, you know, with a young team too. Cowboys have a young team; they're just not used to it. Yeah, if you haven't done it before, maybe you panic a little bit when you yeah. feel like you can't breathe as well as you normally do, and that just kind of makes the situation worse get some get some oxygen tanks on the sideline and get some ivs ready to go in the locker room i, I mean I, i'm not saying it's not it's not nothing but it, it shouldn't be the reason why somebody wins or loses think we should get out for a run sunday i'm gonna try i didn't go this morning so let's go all right let's just see how it goes and then we'll report back monday what it was really like okay Nick, you're not coming not on that <laughs> fair enough <laughs> did you have something you were about to say I, I kind of came across a, an interesting stat. We Maybe if we're going to take a break, we can come back from But I, sure. I, I found something that I thought was, was interesting. We'll see if the Cowboys, they have to win, though, to make it. Okay, then we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll get that stat. Amber's going to take some questions from you guys. So hit her up on Twitter at Cowboys Break. We can also take phone calls. The number is 214-872-2102. We'll be right back. This is The Break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? 
Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players alumni and cheerleaders that's not all though you'll get to talk x's and o's with senior director of player personnel will mcclay and of course with yours truly me brian broadis you can trust the official fan travel partner of the dallas cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit cowboystravel.com to book your travel package today back to the break Tommy John is good underwear. You want good underwear, you should buy it. It's the best you'll ever have, or it's guaranteed 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Good underwear. Thank you, Nick. You're welcome. That was awesome. I mean, we need new reads. I mean, how often can you say it's and socks. good stuff? And socks. And socks and are dope, too. Yeah, what? Maybe, maybe we, should, we should start focusing on that a little bit. The socks? The undershirts are good. Really are. soft. Socks, yeah. They're versatile. I mean, they're not just, you know, a one-trick pony. They can do different things. I like that. They cover up different parts of your body. And all comfortably well. Yep. Yes. Okay. All right, let's jump back in. Nick, before we went to break, you said you had a great statistic for us that you wanted to uh, roll hey, out here in the We'll see how, the how great it is. They have to win the game. But if the Cowboys were to beat Denver, hmm. it would be the first time in 34 years, 34 years ago, back to 1983, even that one should have an asterisk, but still, goes back to 1983 that they have they would start a season two and zero and beat two teams with a winning record from before. I mean, really? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a long time. It is a long time, and through a period where you think the Cowboys would have played, would have won those kind of games, like during that 90s period, you would think that that would have happened at least once. Right? Yeah, but they there are some eight and eights in there of some teams. See, it all started because I was I was going back and I was looking and I was I was doing this stat and I, and I, it was about teams that made the playoffs. So I w- I was going back and then I stopped and I said, wait a second, did Denver even make the playoffs last year? And they didn't. They did not. I was mad. I threw the media guide around, but they were nine and seven. And then I realized, okay, hold on, I'm gonna just change the argument. I'm gonna change it <laughs> to a winning record. Right. Because so nine and seven. So I went. I kept going back, and then even in 1983. The Cardinals, they played the Cardinals in week two, and the Cardinals were five and four the previous year. Strike year? Strike year. Yeah. So, I mean. That's still a winning record. That's still a winning record. That yeah. counts. If you take that out, it goes all the way back to 1975. Since they opened the year going 2-0 and against two teams, teams that had winning that records had winning the previous season. And I know that, that, you know, things change, and it doesn't mean that they're a good team, but, you know, at least for the most part, you would expect them to be somewhat good if they were a winning re- you know team last year. Yeah. I don't know what the Bengals' excuse is, but – you know, they let they let their two best offensive linemen go in free agency. Is that is that all that it is? You think? I don't know if that's that all offense that it is, looks but horrible, and it did not look like that last year. Your all your Pro Bowl left tackle is in L.A. and your Pro Bowl guard is in Cleveland. Yeah, I can't that can't help. I I didn't even watch the game, so I don't know. But yeah, when you it, scored it nine points in two games. They've not they've not scored a touchdown yet. Yeah, that's gross. For them. I said this on cover four last night. This, if they beat Denver on Sunday, it would be only their third oh and t- or their third two and oh start in the last decade, which coincidentally enough, 
the last two teams to do it didn't make the playoffs. 08? 08 and 15. That's right. Mm. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. 07 started 2-0 and and made the playoffs, though. So, I mean, that was 11 years ago, but whatever. All right. That, that 08 team, I mean, I remember when they went to Green Bay and won, I think, week three. I think this is the best team in football. I mean, they, they are really, really good. And they were good. That was a good football team. Tony what year? Romo. I'm sorry. 08. Oh, yeah, Tony yeah, Romo yeah, got was. hurt in the middle of the year with a, a finger injury. And, you know, that, that changed everything. They went one and two in those games, and, and they missed the you know missed the playoffs by one game. But that was a good football team. It was, yeah. And, and, and I think we talked about two references now to Felix Jones. But Felix Jones that year – with Barber, that was a great tandem. And then yep. he gets hurt halfway through. So yeah, I agree with you. All right, let's uh, let's get some questions. You guys can call college us. The number year, I mean, is two one four freshman year. That was my sophomore year of college. The number is two one four eight seven two twenty one zero two. Again, two one four eight seven two twenty one zero two. You can also hit us up on Twitter at Cowboys Break. Let's take a call from uh, Mike in Tennessee. Mike, what up? Mike, hey, you there? Up? Yep. Hey, Mike. What you got? Um, I'm just not as worried this week about the Broncos' offense as I was about the Giants' offense. Their offensive line's a little better, but their quarterback's not. And uh, I just wondered what you guys thought about that. Um, and my crazy prediction for the week, because it's Friday, is 31-6 Dallas. Wow. They don't get a touchdown on us. And you really feel good about four this. Four turnovers, <laughs> three picks, and one fumble. We'll okay. actually manage to create a fumble and get it. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for the call. Damn. 31 6 beating of a not a not last year, but a team that has been a playoff team for the last, you know, five or six years with Hey, it is called crazy prediction. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Hey. I mean, honestly, I, everything I've Seen in one game, I, I don't think they're – and I know everybody – a lot of people probably disagree with that. I don't think they're a great team. I think they're an okay team. I think they got a, yeah. they got some really good players. But as a team, I don't no. see them as a really good team. I don't see them as a Super Bowl contender, mainly. No, I don't, I don't even see them necessarily as a playoff contender. I mean – I don't see them as a playoff contender just because – That's a tough division there. The man. division more yeah. so than them. Um, it's funny because I'm really nervous about Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Really? But I'm not nervous about the guy getting them the ball. So, like in a perfect world, those guys would be trouble. But you know, maybe I'm on. Maybe I'm not giving Trevor Simeon enough credit. But I honestly, 99% of the time, football boils down to who's got the better quarterback. Yep. And yep. I think at Dallas has a better quarterback. Who do you think is the better receiver between the two of them, Demarius or Dez? No, 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 no. Oh, Demarius or Emmanuel Sanders? Oh, I always lean toward the big-bodied guy. I know Sanders has the speed and the quickness, but I mean, I'm more afraid of Sanders. I'm, As an opponent, I'm more afraid of Sanders. I'm more afraid of Sanders' ability to like break a coverage or just get behind the defense. But I, I'm always more impressed slash afraid of the big bodied tight end type guys like Julio and yeah. Demarius and Dez, Calvin Johnson. Only three players in the history of the NFL have had 90 catches five straight years. He's one of them. With who? Demarius. Demarius Thomas. Oh, got it. 90, 90 catches for five straight years. I mean, that's that's pretty good, even in a you know, pass happy. NFL, that's that's strong. Marvin Harrison's another one. I don't remember the other one. 
I, th- I mean, I, they got some weapons on that offense. I, if they if Cowboys hold them to six points, that would be really, really impressive. But other than Sanders, I don't think they have any real game breakers, and I don't think they have the quarterback to take advantage of Sanders being a game breaker. Mal Charles isn't a game breaker anymore? Maybe in 2010. So. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. But he seems like the kind of guy you'd have on your fantasy team, wouldn't you? Um, like you're always going to get yeah. that guy that five yeah. years ago was five, yep. everything, yep. right? Yep. You got him? No. Oh. But that, that is true, though. I, I you will get that guy. That. All right, let's get a uh, let's get a question from Twitter. Um, if Terrence Williams doesn't play, do you guys think that Switzer will get more playing time? Not really. I think Bryce Butler just steps into the role that Terrence Williams fills, and the offense looks more or less the same. It's just 19 instead of 83. I, I think he would, actually. I mean, I think he – because I think when they go three, four wide, I mean, the, the packages that have Bryce and Terrence, I know Noah Brown would be available, but I, I, I think that they would go with Switzer. And I think they're going to try to get Switzer involved even more. I, I hope they do for yeah. whatever it's worth. I think they are going to try to get him more involved. I don't know if that means anything to do with Terrence's injury or not, but I, I, I think you'll, you'll start to see some more packages with him. Well, it's kind of sad we didn't see more of those jet – you know, we didn't see any jet sweeps or any of that stuff that we got so used to seeing last year. I think yeah. – th- They ran him around one time. Yeah. They just didn't give him the ball, mm-hmm. right? And, and from what our uh, – you know, our viewpoint, it looked like it would have been a solid game. Yeah. You know um, – which is what you want from those, right? Yes. You just want eight to ten yards, which is a right. great pickup, I think, for no. You for want play, you right? want touchdowns. You always want touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I mean, the purpose of the play. I think when you when you look at that play, if you can get eight to ten yards on a play like that, you feel Perfect. really good about it. Yeah, yeah. feel really. Well, good I mean, you're going to get a touchdown on that play. You're more likely to get a touchdown by giving it to Zeke. But you you might need eight to ten yards from Switzer around the edge or whatever to open that up. So the next time that linebacker sees it, he moves out of the hole, and then and then Zeke actually did get the ball and he's in the end zone. Yeah, it's That's, like it's kind of like the flea flicker to me. I think you run it a couple times every game. I, I know you've said that for years. You think? But so? what's the? I, I, I think. I mean, I've I never heard smart, you say that. I think it's smart to do it. Make it a reg. What I mean by a regular part of your offense is every couple games. I think you roll it out. If nothing else, it just keeps the defense thinking about it. Now, I think in today's NFL, I think safeties and corners are probably smart enough to know you still got to do your job and stay back. But when you're playing an offensive line and a running game like Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott featured in it, I think that's when it actually helps. That's the point. I've never had an offensive coordinator tell me a, a reason why you wouldn't do it. They're like, well, you know, defenses are good and they 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 catch on. But that's my point. Catch on. If I've got the safety, Landon Collins, thinking every time Zeke gets the ball, he might flip it around. And so watch, Dez is running here. Like, I have to kind of be thinking about that. That's all you want. Holds me one second, yeah. One second. That's all you want. It's the difference between six yard and 11 yard. Yep. I don't know. I would do it once a game. Flea flicker. Last week, there was a free release on a gunner on punt. Would Chris Jones ever throw that ball instead of punt? Or he could just take off. I was going to say, I mean, I know he would fake it because I saw him do it with my – and that was not called. He just saw that in the coverage right, and yeah. took off. So, And and I know for a fact that they work on fakes religiously. Uh, and not and not just – you know, they work on a lot of them. They've got five or six in the old headspace up there. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And, and – I think they trust him that if he saw that, they might do it, but I, I think it would have to be the right situation. He's veteran enough now where he can make that call, I would think. You know, I, I like 
Keith Smith with the ball. Uh, I, I think they need to figure out ways. I mean, not figure out ways, but if, if, if there's opportunities for him to get it, I think that, you know, you can kind of catch some defenses on some things. So that being said, I wouldn't mind seeing him do something, you know, with on a fake. He's back there. I know Heath is back there too, but I'd like to see Keith Smith. You know, back in the day, like in the 90s, that was one of their best fake punts was just a direct snap to Daryl Johnston. Daryl Johnston played special teams, even as a fullback there, played special teams. He would catch that direct snap and get three or four yards. I mean, I think Keith Smith is certainly capable of doing that. Yeah, Hell yeah. very athletic fullback. So. Get beef involved. If you, just, if you just say, hey, there's, here's the ball, here's the first down, get there. Whatever you got to do, just get from here to there. I think he would do it. Yep, I agree with that. All right. Another one, and we've talked about this already, but if Des doesn't have a great statistical game, would you see Dak trying to force it to him at the end of the game? Depends on what the score is. Depends on what, you know, if they if they need to, if they're driving to try to win. I mean, you know, if you're driving to, and you need points, I mean, if you're going to force it to someone, if you're going to force the ball to someone, then, yeah, he's the best guy to force it to because he's the best guy to make the contested catches. So if you have to force and you're, you're you know, in a – situation where you have to do that then yeah but hopefully you know you don't need to throughout the game just to force it don't force it just because hey he's he's demonstrative and he wants the ball and he's been getting yelled at by Talib and Chris Harris all game so he wants to shut him up and you know he can shut him up by you know getting open and making plays I don't think I I said that yesterday I don't think Dak really worries about that type of stuff I think he's He's a captain. He's got command of this room. Those guys all look to him. I don't think he's do you, worried about Dez being What do you think the seventh captain they were trying to get was? Frederick? Probably Frederick because they felt bad about taking it away from him. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, you know, it's okay. Any it's, special team concern for this weekend? First of all, he only had that captain status because of the – Right, the yeah. Team. And, yeah, I mean – Sorry, special team concerns? No, I, no. Let's get to crazy predictions like that. Crazy yeah. predictions. Actually, let's get because crazy because that that that's one of my. So I don't have a concern at all. All right, let's do crazy predictions. Let's start first with Amber. Hmm. What do you have for us? I'm gonna go with Switzer having his first touchdown, and Ezekiel Elliott having two touchdowns. Um. Switzer's first touchdown. Yeah. Wow. Special teams. Man, I don't know. I Maybe. just, I just see him somehow. Whatever, I don't even man. know how. He, uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever man. man. I don't know how it's gonna happen. I just see him possibly. We're talking about crazy here. That's my my crazy one. Seeing him um, have his first touchdown and Zeke two touchdowns. I would. Are we saying final scores? Yeah, go for it. Sure. I was, let's go ahead and put let's that. Go put for that it. In I would yeah. say 24-21, Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. Dave, me, uh, my crazy prediction is that this game's going to look a lot, a lot like last week. That doesn't sound very crazy, but what I mean by that is I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. Um, only they're only going to score one offensive touchdown. I think this is going to be another slop fest. Not, you know what I mean. It's going to be a struggle. Yards are going to be hard to come by. These defenses are good. Um, I think Dak scores the Cowboys' only offensive touchdown. I think they win. 20 to 17 or something like that. Maybe another, maybe 19 points again. I think Dan Bailey's going to have his work cut out for him. So it's not going to be super pretty, but they are going to win. What do you mean by work cut out for him? He's going to have to. Dan, Dan Bailey's going to have three or four field goals yeah. in this game. Okay. 
My crazy prediction is Dan Bailey will have a career-long field goal. I just looked that up. 56 is his career high. And I understand. In there. Yeah. So I, he's gonna. they're going to give him a, a chance. He's going to make one. I mean, 58, 59, something like that. I don't think it'll get him to the 60. 70? Nah, probably not 70. I think you, you know, field position matters. <laughs> but, um, the, 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 you know, it's kind of weird when you think about Chris Jones and as, as good of a punter he is, and when you're at – you're at that range. It's like, should we try this field goal with Dan or let Jones punt him down to like the eight yard line or whatever? But I do think he'll have a long field goal. I think he'll kick three or four. I'm going to go Cowboys 26 14. I think four field goals for Dan and, and two touchdowns. But uh, he's going to have a 58 59 yarder. All right. My crazy prediction for the week Des Bryant will have six plus catches this week. Wow. I know he's got some tough matchups, but if you look at Des's career, Usually when he has a one-catch game or has a bad game, he usually follows it up with a lot of production. He may not have a lot of touchdowns. The yards may not even be great. Yeah, how many yards? But, they're gonna, but, but even last week, he had nine targets last week. He only had two catches. but it, I mean, one catch, but was it one catch two. or two catches? Two. But he had a ton of targets. I think this week they're going to target him, and I think this week he's going to actually make the catches. I think he ends up with six-plus catches this week. I would guess he's probably going to be somewhere in that 80 to 90-yard range. I don't think there will be a lot of big plays, but I do think they'll get him very involved in the offense. Um, and I actually think, personally, it's what I kind of mentioned a little earlier, I don't think this is a great team that they're facing. And I think the Cowboys are clearly the better team. I think the Cowboys actually will be better on offense because even though last week they didn't score as many points, they had no problem moving the ball. So I think they were miles ahead of a lot of offenses that we saw last week in a week one start. I think this week they cleaned up a lot of that stuff, and I think they actually do convert it to scores. I think they win 23-10 uh, in what will, by the fourth quarter, not even be much of a game. Damn. Mm. Okay. I think it's going to be more dramatic than that. I do not. I think <laughs> All this right. Is, I think this is a clear matchup for the Cowboys where they are the better team. Last week, it, last week the, we did one, two, three, four. Is that right? Margin of victory. Margin yeah. of victory. This week. Nobody had 16. Nobody, nobody yeah. had their margin. But you have them winning by this game. Three. What did you say? The 24, 21, just three, three points. 3-3, three, three, 12, 13. <laughs> we'll see. The, the, I think the line is one. Really? One and a half. Maybe. Who's favored? Dallas. Dallas is favored? Yeah. On the road, so. So really, they think. Like three, four. Dallas is four points better. That's fun. I, I, I just I, I know like the Cowboys kicked some people's butts last year, but I'm still just conditioned to always think it's going to be dramatic because it almost always is. Yeah, I think they're a better team this year, and I, I just I expect they're going to have more of those games this year where in the fourth quarter they got the game in hand and they're going to really just run the ball and just put teams away. I mean, it's kind of like last week. Like although the the game was kind of a little more dramatic because it was the Giants, and you just kind of kept thinking, you know, are they going to make a move here? They never really were in that game. They, they never got to a point where they were in that game. So I think it's going to be a lot of those this year. I think there's going to be – well, assuming Zeke continues in his status of being available to play, right. I think there's going to be a, a lot of those kind of games where the Cowboys will just lead the whole way and, and basically just, you know, run the game. Right. All right, then. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Monday. We'll tell you what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break Live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?